Hey, boys and girls, thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Dive Bomb has given you a brand new promo code for being a good listener of the Big Honker Podcast. And what would that promo code be? Trump 2020. Common theme here, ladies and gentlemen, with the promo codes from Dive Bomb. Trump 2020 will save you 10% off of your entire order when you go to Dive Bomb Industries. Season's coming up. You need decoys. They've got decoys. Go to divebombindustries.com. Fill up your shopping cart. Use the promo code TRUMP2020 to save yourself 10% off at checkout. That's 2020. TRUMP2020 is in the big chief, our president, and someone I'm glad I support and vote. Was it okay for me to give a little political? Absolutely. New Pentel decoys coming out from Dive Bomb Industries. The contrast is going to be something that Burge will key in on from a long way away. Use that contrast of the, of the Drake Pentel to really stand out in the field. So, DiveBombIndustries.com. This show is also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Changing the game. Direct to consumer, direct to you. You go to them. No middleman. You know the price is already rock bottom. And they're starting to copper plate their BBs. And it only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times to kill them. One shot and they're dead. Won't make you a better shot, but the ones that you do hit will be dead go to bossshotshells.com get what you need this show is also brought to you by 737 another direct to consumer dive bombs also direct to consumer there's there's a trend setting here in the there, business there's, there's something going on here 737 oklahoma boys make calls in oklahoma for people everywhere else it's what the big guy in texas it's what i blow the, the old number one the old number one Go to 737DuckCalls. Look them up on Instagram, 737DuckCalls. They're fun to follow on Instagram. This show is also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Spinners galore. Turkey decoys. Whatever you need. Motion. Varmint call. If you're going to field hunt, you got to run some spinners. The more the merrier. Yeah. Yeah. The more the merrier. If you're, gonna, if you're duck hunting in the field, load them up. Get six, seven, eight spinners, and you will... Wax that ass. So. Run run half the spread and double or triple up on your spinners. You don't need six dozen decoys. If you're going to run some decoys, run three dozen decoys and run five spinners. There you go. LuckyDuck.com, they can hook you up. This show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics. Great glass, crystal clear quality, rock bottom bargain price. Can't say enough about Athlon Optics. They're what I use. They what I use they're what I use to scout. They also sell scopes, spotting scopes. They got everything that you need to see a long, long way away. Athlonoptics.com. Hook yourself up. We're also brought to you by Sea Light LEDs. Put these bad boys on your trailer. That way you can see what you're doing in the dark. No more fiddling around in the dark. You're not 16 anymore. You don't need to fiddle around in the dark. Turn it on. See what you're doing. Illuminate the sky. Sea Light LEDs. Put out that perfect decoy spread. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines. William and Chris Vineyards out of High Texas. Texas wine. Mother's Day's coming up. They you can get them at Central Market, Whole Foods, one of those upscale supermarket. You can also go to their website, WilliamChrisWines.com, and they will ship it to you. William and Chris Wines, Texas wine at its best. Finally, last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Taking we're taking bookings right now. 2019-2020 season. It's never too early. If you're looking for a great deal to take some clients or some friends to a family reunion, <clears throat> look at us for a dove hunt. We've got a weekend or two left in October. We've got some weekdays available. Perfect place to get away from the office. Take 10 to 20 of your friends. Come up and hunt Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. What a better way to kill a week than to come up and do a corporate dove hunt. That's stanfieldhunting.com, 940-658-3172. And on this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Jeremiah Powell. He hunts in Illinois. Sounds like he's got a pretty sweet setup. You win the draw, you get to build a blind, permanent blind for the year. So it sounds like he's got it licked. So anyway, here he is, Jeremiah Powell.
Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. And on the line tonight, we have Jeremiah Powell from Shenoa, Illinois. Jeremiah, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing good, good, good. How's the weather up there? Are you floating away yet? Uh, it, it's rainy every day. Well, have, uh, have they got the crops in? What's what's the situation there? Uh, well, as of last week, um, the Ag Service said at this time last year, Illinois had 800,000 acres uh, left to plant of corn. This year, there are 4 million. Holy shit. Four or eight. I can't. I, I think it might be eight, actually. Eight million? It was eight. Eight million. Jeez. And they've got how many now? That's what he's saying. They're eight million behind. Yeah. Oh, they're eight million behind. I'd seen a stat today on it, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, I think in the United States right now, they've got planted 19 million acres, and last year at this time, they had like 45 million acres planted. It's going to be an interesting waterfowl season, Jeremiah. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, and and uh, I'm, I'm not really around the Illinois River, which dumps into the Mississippi. I'm about an hour east of it, and that's where I hunt. And it's at like 23, I think yesterday it was 23.7, and anything above 16 foot is flood, flood stage, mm-hmm. 16, 17 foot, where I hunt. I tell you what, this uh, oh. the, the the hot cropping topic is going to be put to the test this year, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it sure will. Yeah, um, because I don't know how many guys are going to be able to get their corn in. I, a lot of them up there are not. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Probably, unless the unless the river goes down drastically here within about two three weeks and gets out of the clubs which most of them are levied off, uh, but they're right up against the river. And I, even if even if it went down drastically and dried out, I, I don't know if they could get in. I'm going to guess most of them are going to end up planting millet. Yeah. Now, now, what's the window on it, though? It's still 90 to 100 days, isn't it? Um, up here, you can get away. Uh, so we have our, about the last week of July, we can, we can do millet. And it'll be ready by uh, October when we hunt. So yeah, so they got they, they got plenty of time for that. Yeah, but that's not going to hold the birds like the corn does. No, no, it, it won't. It won't. But I mean, there's it, it's all agriculture around me, and so we're still going to have tons of dry fields that them birds can go out and, and feed at. I don't know if it'll. Hold them like it has years before. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Now, what do you mainly shoot? Are you mainly shooting ducks or geese where you're at? Um, the public ground I I hunt. I've hunted there. Uh, I'll be forty this year. I've hunted there since I was twelve, eleven. Uh, so I've hunted there about thirty years, and it's mainly ducks. Uh, the 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 state ground that that I hunt. Usually, I looked at our harvest record for the state of Illinois for the public areas, and we are generally in about the top five every year, mm-hmm. and shoot about 4,000 ducks. There's 24 blinds on it, permanent blinds. They, you have to build every year, and you can have four guys out of a blind. And the, the ones that are above us, like Carlisle, which is a big one down south. It's like ten thousand huntable acres. Ours is eighteen hundred. Two. So all the ones that are above us, and that's the only one that's really that really has a high high harvest compared to ours, and it's higher than anybody else really. Um, Sanganois, which is uh, about two hours south of me, they usually kill. A thousand to 1500 more ducks, but they have like 3200 more acres. And they have last time I knew they had 60 blinds on that state site. Jesus, that's a lot of blinds. So that's a lot of blinds. And ours, there's 24 blinds, 
out of the 24, I would only build like seven of them. What do you mean? Where you would only build them where they're at? I I would only build. I would only take my time and resources to build seven of them. The rest of them aren't generally all that good. So seven of the twenty-four, where most of the birds are getting killed. Yeah, yeah. Does the state biologist regulate that, or do they let who who decides on who builds blinds and where they're? So they um, so at ours, and it's different because some are the last Saturday of July and some are last Sunday. The one I hunt is last Sunday in July, and there's usually 1,500 to 2,000 people there. And you put your name in. You have to have a hunting license. You, you put your name in, and it's just a big bin, and they spin it and pull out cards with your name on it. So the first person out gets the first pick and so on down the line. And then they'll draw 10 alternates so if somebody doesn't build a blind, that first alternate can have that blind if they choose so. And you can put two guys, two other people on a blind besides whoever gets drawn. So we have a group, my dad and my cousin started hunting over there in 78. And uh, you can, we have a group of people that come over and draw. Plus we usually only have about 35, 40 guys. And they'll draw for us. If one of their names gets pulled out, we take the packet, and then we figure out who we want on the blind that year. Oh, and so it's your blind for the year then? So it's, yep. And so they have a drawing one hour before shooting time. You have to, if you're going to hunt your blind that day, you have to be there one hour before. You go in a check station, you pull your blind, and they take it off the board. And whatever ones are left, when that hour's up, they'll draw for those other blinds. And anybody can come and hunt it then. Now, is everybody pretty uh, respectful with with your blind? Do you ever go in there and all your shit's tattered and strung out? I've only had one time um, since I've been hunting over there that I had something messed up in in our blind after, after being there. Um... I, we leave a stove in there. We leave paper plates, all, all our cooking stuff. Um, I leave ropes up to hook the boat up through. All that stuff. Do, do, do most of the guys? Year. Do most of the guys that build blinds up there? Do most of them leave a stove and everything like that? Oh yeah. Yep. That's not a fucking yeah, blind. Almost, that's a house. Almost, <laughs> yeah. I, our our blind last year was the floor was sixteen foot by. Uh, eight foot. So it, wow, it, it square like feet. So the bottom, so the bottom part was sixteen foot by four foot, mm-hmm. and then you stepped up to the other platform, and the bottom platform was for our cooking and to put our shell bags down there, or our gun cases, or extra coats, or whatever. So the one time that uh, you came in and your your stuff was messed up, what what happened? Um. Apparently, the, the person that hunted it the day before, because I had hunted it two days prior, and it was fine. I didn't hunt the next day. He apparently didn't like how I had my dog box in there. Uh, I had a I had a lid that opened. Most guys uh, put their box on the outside of the blinds for the dog hide, and then, then a ramp down into water. Well, we started building ours inside the blind. And we would set our stove on top of it, sort of like a, a cook box, so the guy that was cooking didn't have to go down below or behind, and you know, be out of the game if if you got if you got some birds in. Well, he he ripped the the top off of it mm. for whatever reason. I don't know why. Now, is that against the rules? Yeah, I mean, yeah, mo- you're not supposed to mess with anybody. You know, any you're not supposed to mess with the blind itself, right? But just just camouflage. Like, you, know, you can brush up the camouflage maybe a little bit, but don't don't change anything that's inside the blind. Yeah, correct, correct. That had to. Pay. Were, were you able to uh, identify the group that was in there that day? Yeah, I I, uh, I talked to the guy in the check station. The Illinois DNR actually runs the check station 
so they have an employee there and uh i talked i talked to the guy the site supervisor and and he had a little talk with people about you know you don't mess with the blind you don't you don't jack up anything in there yeah and then at the end of the season what do you do with the blind well uh usually by the end of our season we we're not hunting uh, the rivers usually froze up, and we can't get out. So the ice usually just takes it down. So all, all that wood that you've spent money on and all the time is it's gone. Well, I'm assuming a blind that much, you've got a thousand, couple thousand dollars tied up, don't you? Well, I uh, so what I do is uh, if somebody's got a back. I'll then they're turning it out. I'll uh, I'll go get the wood from the deck, and I'll use those deck boards on like top of the boat hide, because then we'll lay. That way we can lay our willow and cedar and and long needle pine on it, and uh, most of the other wood I get, I'll go to the lumber yard and I'll get it out of their call pile, so it's real cheap. Mm-hmm. I think I I probably had three hundred bucks in it last year. Maybe it's not terrible. No, not at all. How, um, but go ahead. But our our biggest expense is we buy we have to, we use sixteen foot four before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because it's so it's so mud. You got to get them way down in till you hit some till it gets in the hard, and so. You cut a point on them, and you get about three big fat guys, and <laughs> pull down on them, and then you put a about a sixty pound uh, post driver on top of it, mm. and beat it down as far as you can. How, how deep's the water you're hunting on? Um, so it can be anywhere. Some of the blinds are shoreline blind. Uh, some are open water. The blind I had last year. It was, uh, I'm five nine. It was about armpit depth, but there was another about. And uh, what I just do is armpit depth after going in the mud about a foot of it. And then so you can't, uh, you I can't walk your decoys. You got to use the boat all the time. Right. What what kind of ducks are you mainly shooting there? Uh, mallards. Uh, teal. Uh. We started getting gadwalls a little more often, uh, just in the last few years. Gadwalls, pintail, teal, wood duck, some blacks. Oh wow! So, uh, so you got a pretty good variety there. Yeah, and, and we'll shoot bluebills, ringneck, canvasbacks, redheads. Now is it when it's your blind? There's no limit on how many days you can hunt it, is there? You could go seven days no. a week if you wanted to. Yep, our um, our state ground, the one I hunt is is seven days a week. I hunted last year thirty two days out of the sixty. Yep. How big of spreads are you putting out on this? Uh, I'm usually running about seven, eight dozen duck decoys and and four, three to four dozen goose floaters. That's a big ass spread. Um, I, and out of that, out of the duck decoys, probably two and a half dozen are divers. You'll get that. You'll get that mix every day between divers Generally, and yeah. puddles. Puddling yep. ducks. And that and uh, just like that white on the canvas back and blue bills for some visibility. Yeah. Uh, out there. Now, how many geese will you but, you put out? Three or four dozen goose decoys. How many? How many geese do you shoot usually? Uh, we shot two geese last year. I think <laughs> is all. But then again, it's it's more for visibility, right? For the for the birds, yeah. Um, so our our ducks are staying in clubs around the area, and they're coming out of the clubs, and they come out to our rest area which is, it's just an island. There, there's, you know, maybe some little vegetation in the water. Um, Invert raised, they're going to eat out there. 
and then so you're catching them as they're coming in and out of the club. Mm-hmm. Is is what we're doing. And will will you hunt all day, most of the time, or are you morning only? Uh, we we can hunt till one o'clock. Oh, okay, that uh, solves that. Uh, but uh, yeah, if I'm there, I just hunt till one. I'm there. What what else am I going to do? Well, that's true. How far of a drive is it for you every day, or the days that you go uh, hunting? 50, Fifty minutes. Phew. Yeah, I'd hunt till one too. You got a, you got basically an hour yeah. drive. How often? Yeah, you, pretty much. How often do you kill a limit? Um. I shot four limits this year. Is, is all is all I shot. Yeah. Now a, can a can, full blind limit. I did shoot. Uh, we shot. I had three of us one day. We shot twelve mallards. Um. And and even a limit for us, a lot of times it's going to be a really heavy mixed bag limit. Right. Now, um, can, can you use uh? Spinners on this? Yes. Yep. You can use spinners in Illinois on public or private. It doesn't matter. Do you uh, Do you ever use them? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I generally use them. This year, I probably didn't use them after about the first 30 days. I sort of quit using them. Everybody else did use them, and I stopped. Um, I just wanted something a little different. Yeah. Now, if, if the guy next, if the guy next to me use not using them, I'll probably use them. So you just kind of go off of what he says. Do most of the guys that hunt this place? Do most of them use the? the is it close to the same spread size? Each of you? Uh, yeah, fairly close. Um, uh, the guy next to me this year, he probably he ran he ran ten or twelve dozen goose floaters and like. Six dozen duck decoys. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of duck floaters or uh, goose floaters. I mean, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How many yeah. Did, did did he shoot about the same amount of ducks that you did, or, or were we all pretty close? Um, or, or did, uh, who, who, no. who shot more? He, he shot more, but he's in a little bit better flight path than we are. And how far is he away uh, from you? Three hundred yards. Oh wow, that's a good distance. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just that little bit, it, it makes a world of difference. Now, we've had we've had this blind the last two years. We were lucky enough that we drew out and, and got it the last two years. I really like the blind. That blind is a lot more pass shooting, where our blind is more decoying ducks. And I'm I'm not big on pass shooting. Yeah. I, I mean, and and these guys. 60 yards. I mean, they'll stand up 60 yards, 65 all the time. The guys, the guys 300 yards down do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that aggravate yeah. you? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it does. Other times, they'd, they'd, roll, they'd roll one or two out. I mean, it's whatever. It's public ground hunting. Can't bitch too much, really. Yeah. Uh. I mean... I mean, I we don't have the problem of like Arkansas where somebody can pull right up in your hole. Yeah, you know, we're we're at permit line, so you're you're away from the guys, so you can you know you're you're far enough away that it don't bother you too much, but you're still close enough that you can pull you can pull birds off of each other fairly easily. <laughs> calling is uh how, how fun is that to do? How what? How fun is that to do to pull birds off of uh, off of your neighbor down there? Oh, it's a good time. That's got to be awesome. <laughs> I can't I can't lie. It, it it is a it is a really good time. <laughs> what do you do? You just highball on them whenever they look like they're about oh, yeah. to go in on those guys. Yep. Yeah. I can't. Oh. I just just scream at them. Yeah. It does. It you makes know, it makes you uh, smile a little bit inside. And oh yeah, and, and you know a lot a lot of people are like ah oh, there, there's no. Nobody hardly really does that high ball. Nobody does that screaming like contest call. Well, I can tell you, if you come up here and hunt open water, you're going to hear it a lot. <laughs> what do you uh, because? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm, I'm go ahead and finish. I didn't. Uh, 
because a lot of these birds are high. Yeah. Um, they're not coming out low, and, and, you know, you'll get the migrators coming down. You'll see them coming from the north, and they can be a speck in the, in the sky. And you can start calling them, and they will just come down like crazy. That's that's something that that will never get old. What what's the most unusual oh. thing you've killed there? Uh, well, we shot an old squaw. There, that's unusual this year. Um, that that's pretty. Uh, we shot some surf scooters or surf scooters, I should say. We shot a, we shot uh, we did shoot three of them this year. I think two or three. And but yeah, we we dropped a Drake and a hen old squaw and. Well, I, I was in the boat taking a piss on the boat hide, and I hear the guy stand. I hear him go, what is that? And and the one guy's like, uh, I'm not sure. And they stand up and shoot, and I'm, I'm looking out the back, and I see them both splash down behind me. And I'm like, do you guys know what you shot? Uh, not really. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're old squaws. And I'm like, hurry up, because they are diving SOBs. And we get out, and the hen was closest to us. We shot it on water, picked it up, and the drake, it was dead calm that day. That drake dove, and I never saw it again. Oh, that's sad. And he had a he had a beautiful, real, real long tail on him. Mm. Mm, that would have been a trophy. Did you get the hen mounted there? Yeah. yeah, we got the hen. She, she wasn't nearly as pretty. Did you mount her? No. Well, I wasn't going to. I was peeing. Well, that's, well, that's true. I I uh, I got rested out. Oh, I'd had to mount it just because I never have them before. Let me. Okay, other question: How many bands y'all kill a year? Um, not generally a whole lot. Uh, I don't. I don't think we killed a band this year at all. Y'all kill, uh, you ever killed no. a Jack Miner? Nope, no Jack Miners. My dad uh, shot a double banded Drake hundred dollar reward. One day, a few times, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think the most we've shot in a year, we shot like three geese and a couple ducks, but not not a whole lot, really. So, what do you, what's, what's plan B if you don't get drawn to put a blind in on this place? Uh, go over and draw during the daily draw. Right. Or, and then just kind of float around whoever, whoever doesn't show up, use their blinds. Yep. Yeah, uh, hope for an invite to a good blind, uh, and I I got some private ground. I'm a friend of mine owns some private ground about an hour and twenty minutes south of us, and we we go down and hunt. How many people were put in for to to build a blind? Uh, into that drawing? Yes. You know, I I don't know. They they usually say there's fifteen hundred to two thousand people there at the draw. God Almighty! Wow. Now, is there a thousand in in the barrel? You know, I don't I don't know. But there's a there's a shit ton of people there every year. Man, and you've got the same blind two years in a row. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Like you 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 in the back of your mind, you got to know that uh, your day's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. We uh we had. A few years ago, we had one blind three years out of four. Wow, that's damn good. But it, I mean, it was a it was a really good and it was a really good blind. Uh, it, it was a top three to four pick. So, so you know, if you get towards the end of the picks, are you are you almost just like, oh fuck it, it's not even worth putting up a blind? Well, well, like I said, uh, anything about. The seventh or eighth pick, I'm right. not going to build. So, so I mean, if you, I'll so if you get if, if you get number twenty, you just fuck it this year. I'm not even going to do it. Oh yeah, I definitely ain't, ain't going to. I mean, for sure. Hmm. All right, for sure. There, there, there's a couple blinds that, that get hunted maybe five or six times. Yeah, for, for the whole for the whole year. Just because everybody knows it's not worth going out. Yeah. Yeah. And a few years ago, uh, these guys came out second out of the, out of the hat or out of the band. We just call it the hat. Yeah. 
and uh, they they take blind number three. Well, blind number three is on on a point, like out sort of by the river channel, but it's terrible. <laughs> it, it it it's like the number two worst blind. Mm-hmm. And these guys took it second out of hat. Well, <laughs> we were over there building one day, and I I just stopped and talked to these guys. I said, "Oh, you got, where are you guys building?" They told me. I'm like, "Oh, you guys took that." <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we've never been here before. Oh, man. They had just moved from Chicago down to Peoria. And he said, we just thought it'd be good because it was out on a point by a river, by the river channel. And we've since found out it is no good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they hunted it. I think they hunted it twice that whole season. I bet when they pick blind three and, and you know, the guys that know – where the good stuff is. I bet when they pick that, everybody's like, what in the fuck are they doing here? Well, so they, when they, they draw, they draw the names out. And once they get done, they say, okay, come in the check station. And, and then you pick your blind mm-hmm. when everybody's in there. And they took that and you know, there was a pretty good laugh. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever I pick behind Jeff in fantasy football and he fucks up and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm getting a steal. I'm getting oh, a steal shit. this way. <laughs> Oh yeah, that Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers, he's he's a hell of a beer chugger. <laughs> Liz, he's more of a Scotch guy. He's uh, he's refined like I am. <laughs> Andy's yeah, so Andy's so full of shit. Okay, I was talking about some uh, drinking and stuff here. My question is, on behalf of the fat guys in the crowd, what are we cooking for breakfast on this blind every day? Uh, well, generally not me. Uh, I uh, I'm usually calling and I call the shots. You're the boss. Uh, yeah, generally, yeah. What's the cook cooking uh, then? I, I will cook every once in a while, but uh, it's just whoever. Uh, whoever's there and, and want to cook, some some guys will say, hey, I'll call them and say, hey, do you want to hunt? You know, Wednesday. Yep, what are we having for breakfast? I said, oh, I don't care. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah. So, and we've had, we've had T-bones. Ooh. We've had ribeye. We've had ribeye sandwiches. We've had ribeye, uh, fried, uh, fresh crappie. Uh, oh, we've had breakfast burritos, soft biscuits and gravy. About anything, anything you could about think of, we've we've cooked it. Well, that sounds pretty good. What you having already yeah, there? Oh shit! I wouldn't change anything there. You, you need to come. You need to bring these people down to Texas. Holy fuck! <laughs> I, it is pretty nice. I, I took a guy. I asked a guy if he wanted to go one day this year. He goes, uh, "How's T-bone sound?" I'm like, "Well, that sounds really good. <laughs> I'll bring T-bone." So he brought T-bones, baked potato, and a salad. A fucking salad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He had a salad also hey, for us. There ain't no place for salad in the hunting deal. I don't hey, know. I, you, you get it with hey. a T-bone steak and a baked potato, and oh yeah. Pretty solid. I like salad. Don't get me wrong, but there's just too much of that to be going on during the hunting. That's that's too. You just too pitch, complex. You just pitch it if if it doesn't get if it doesn't all get eaten. You got to eat something light. You don't want to be slow coming out of the hole. Yeah. You got to always be quick going you in know. the hole. <laughs> yeah. My dad is living proof that you can be old and slow and be the quickest fucking shot in the blind. <laughs> he can be dead asleep and the first one to pull up shoot. And he's fast. So. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like um, you got an interesting damn place. I, I, I of like, all the public places, like, that's very interesting. You get your you own get blind, your own blind every day, and I'm yeah, I'm really I, that's I'm very jealous of that kind of stuff. And it, it sounds like a really good time. I mean, you guys have a good time. You hunt. You're making memories. You get to go a lot, uh, and you yeah, don't have to worry. Uh, you don't have to worry about having to fight somebody elbows and assholes to get in a place. I'd say for public land, you got it pretty dicked. No, yeah, we do. Uh, my grandpa actually started hunting over there in the fifties. Um, him and, and a group of buddies, uh, they'd rent a fourteen foot boat and they'd put a nine horse on it. My I was talking to my dad the other day about it. They put a nine horse on it and they'd come across the Illinois River and hunt. In a little like twelve, fourteen foot. How big? How big is that boat? How big is that river? It, it's pretty good size. I mean, it, it can get it can get bad. Um, half mile wide. We are, uh, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good half mile. 
And what, what's uh, the worst you've seen the, it? The worst I've seen it. Yeah, I was getting ready to tell you. So opening day, it was two thousand and one, and we had a shore. We had a shore blind, and it was back in the bay, and it was on the south side of the bay. And we, the weekend before, is when Illinois has their youth season, and the water was up. It was it was pretty high. We were standing in water in the blind, and we took a kid, first time he'd ever hunted. He shot a six, he shot his four mallards, and I, he, I think he shot a couple teal or a teal and, and a wood duck in like 27 minutes the first day. Jeez. Never been duck hunting before. The next day we go, he shoots his six ducks and a banded goose in like 18 minutes. Got to retire after that. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I told I told him I'm like you're never gonna have a hunt like this again. No, that's said, like I'm, shoot, I'm telling you, shooting a boon right and now. deer, right at your first time. So we're getting ready to go opening day. So that was Saturday and Sunday. Opening day at that time was on a Thursday because they'd always end the season on a Sunday. So we get ready to go the night before, and they're calling wind advisory, forty plus mile an hour wind, and the water's already high, and it's it was about three and a half foot high, four foot river level. So we're, we're in the check station and everybody's standing around in the check station. We go in, we've already got our boat ready. My dad, myself, uh, my dad's cousin and a friend of ours. And, uh, we get our stuff on and we start walking out. And this friend of ours goes, Hey, Paul, you going out? And my dad's cousin turns to him and he goes, can't kill him in the dark, let's go, boys. <laughs> or can't kill him in the check station, let's go. Oh. We we go out, and they're about two and a half, three-foot rollers. Mm, and we got a, at the time, we had a 20-foot polar craft with a 65 on it. Mm-hmm. And we come around into that bay, and that wind was out of the south, and it was like glass. Huh. And we, sh- we, shot, we shot our 24 ducks in 26 minutes. That's insane. That day. That's and insane. I, I mean, they were just piling in as fast as you could because it was one of the only places that didn't have any waves. Right. Where it wasn't rough. And they were just piling in there. And so the next four days, we shot 24, 24, 23, and 19. Wow. In those four days. And, but the first two days, it was, I mean, scary. I mean, my cousin drove the boat on Thursday, and I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting beside him on the on the bench, and I'm looking behind us, and the waves are over top of the motor, Jeez. and I I said you bet you better just ride this son of a bitch out or we're <laughs> fucked. And he, and he turned around, he's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna stay on top of this one. <laughs> and the next day it, it was it wasn't quite as windy. It was about 35, um, 30, 35. It was pretty it was pretty windy. Still, but but a guy was supposed to go with us that opening day, and he called and canceled the night before because and of the we weather. Tried to tell him, hey, yeah, because of the wind. Because so about oh, I think uh, ninety two, I think it was ninety three. My dad and cousin and and that guy that canceled and another friend of ours were over hunting, and it, it got real bad out, real real real. Real windy. I mean, like that day. But now they have an island that sort of breaks the wind up on these open water blinds that they were hunting up on the north end. There's an island that the Corps of Engineers built to what they said would stop the filtration. Yeah. So before, that, that wind would just come right up the river and just beat the shit out of you. So they were, they, they were hunting, and they couldn't hold... They couldn't hold any decoys in the wind, and we hunt with six, 16 ounce weight is what we hunt with right. on our decoys. And so they they cut weights off, they doubled them up, and they were hunting over twelve decoys. And my dad said we were just pounding the piss out of them. <laughs> and this boat goes by, and a friend of ours says, "Hey, I don't think those guys. I think those guys are in the water." And my cousin said, "No." No, they made it in. He's like, I don't think so. There's no way. They were going way too slow. So he got his binoculars out, and they were in the water. 
and it was like 40, 45 that day, mm. degrees. So, it, I mean, it was cold. Mm-hmm. Not real cold, but it was cold. And so they got in the boat. They left the one guy in there to cancel. They left him in the blind. And the, my dad and cousin and friend of ours, they went out and got these guys. They were they had a uh, fiberglass boat, like a Carolina skiff. And they had cut like a council out of it and some stuff to open it up. And it broke in half. Wow. And so they, they get two guys in, in the boat. And they said, you two other guys got to hang on to the, the piece of the boat that was sticking out. They're like, you guys got to hang on to it. We got to get these guys to a blind. So they took him to another blind, gave him a lighter, said, start whatever on fire, you got to start. Yeah. So they go back, get these other two guys, and my dad said, the one guy's trying to hold on to his dog, and he's like, let that dog go so I can get you in. Well, I don't want to drown. He's like, hey, you're, you would have been out here till you drowned, and that dog would have swam to shore. Exactly. And so they get him in, and, and they said they couldn't hardly get him in. couldn't move. They were so cold. And they, they try to get the boat up on planes. Well, they, they can't get up on planes. The one guy was really, really big. I guess my cousin kicks him in the ass and says, get your fat ass <laughs> to the front before we all die. <laughs> so, so they get on plane. They get the boat up to the ramp, which from there is six, seven minutes drive in the boat. Mm-hmm. And they had to hook two, they had to hook two tr- other trucks up to our truck pull the boat out wow. when they pulled it out of the water the water was going over the back of it over the transom mm. and and we had two two drain plugs on that um my dad said it drained for 18 minutes on the ramp and another guy from our hometown he comes in he's like what's going on and so they told him they're like hey those other two guys are on that other line you need to go get them yeah so he went out and got them they got our boat drained they go back out to our blind and they're going to keep hunting. And my dad said, as soon as the nose of that boat got in the boat hide, the other guy was throwing all the shit on, on the boat. <laughs> he had enough. And they're like, he, they're like, what are you doing? We're going. We're like, no, we're going to go. We're killing birds. He's like, I watched two blinds go down. Yeah. He said, we're leaving. Yeah. And so from from that day, he that's why he wouldn't go that opening day because it was so windy. Wind advisories and he's out. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. How how long? I mean, was there anybody close to those guys other than other than other than you guys that could have saved them? No, there was no. So it it so if you if you can picture like a sidewalk, that's like our chute coming out from the boat ramp. Yeah. And you take a right, and there's shoreline, and you go down. There's one, two, three, four, five lines along that shoreline, and then it turns out into the open water. There was nobody hunting the shoreline or the first two blinds, open water blinds. Mm. So there was nobody else that would have seen them. How long, I mean, how much longer do you think they could have made it? Probably not much longer. My dad said that they, could, uh, they couldn't even move. He mm. said they, they could not help themselves in the boat. Yeah. Mm. They were on the last bit. Um, yeah. So you, your grandfather hunted, you said, in the 50s there? My grandfather hunted in the 50s, and then uh, my dad started hunting there in 77 or 76, he said. Well, I bet you got a lot of neat old stuff that they used. I uh Yeah. Yeah, we still, we still I mean, we got a, a boat that my dad, when they bought it in 78, a 16-foot polar craft. It, it's, it's pretty wide and deep. He said when we showed up there, the first time guys came out of the check station to look at it, they'd never seen a boat that big, that wide. And he said we put sideboards on it, and they ran they ran ten dozen standard size duck decoys and five dozen goose floaters with a sixteen footer with a thirty five horse full start. What a cool life! Mm. Really interesting and then, stuff. And then they bought a twenty foot polar craft with a sixty five on it. And at that time, that was by far, he said, the biggest boat over there. <laughs> and now, and now, guys run twenty-four foot plate load boats with one fifties on it. That's crazy. But that that's so that's so awesome that that you know three generations can hunt have hunted the same 
same public property. Sixty-five years. That's awesome. That's well, ac- ac- actually four. Actually four, because my son and daughter have also uh, also hunt over there. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's a hell of a story. I gotta say, yeah. I mean, it, it really does. It sounds like it sounds like it's a good system. It works. Uh, you know, as long as you it, you get a blind and and everything's hunky dory. So that that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all depends on that draw. Yeah. Because uh, I I really hate going over there for a daily draw, and there be no good blinds. Yeah. What do you do and then? then? Like, do you even well, worry about going out or not? Some, well, sometimes if during the when I've taken off work, I'll just say screw it and hunt. And sometimes I'll just come home if 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 I'm pulled out too late in the daily draw, I'll just I'll just come home. Yeah. Well, man, that's awesome. It sounds like like you sounds like you got it licked. That's awesome. If I ever have to, uh, if I could pick a place to public land hunt, it would probably be in your blind. <laughs> well, we we cook a good meal for you. Yeah. I guarantee that at least. Um, I I we don't shoot. A, I mean, I average uh, just right at about seven and a half ducks a day this year. Yeah, but you got a lot of memories, and you're in a good spot and a pretty place, and it's, you're living life. And I guess you're pulling for them. Oh, bear, yeah. You're pulling for the bears, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So who do you who do you think they're going to win the division this year? You think? Oh yeah, yeah. They'll 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 beat the Packers again. Now, would you have Cody Parkey come hunt with you? Uh. Do you smoke crack? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. He had death threats. No, no not a chance. <laughs> that guy is, I, I mean, granted, that last one did get tipped, but him going on, like, whatever, the Today Show or whatever it was a couple days later. Yeah. No, no. I bet he don't play football again. No. I, I bet he I, don't either. He made a lot of money. He don't need to probably no more. No. I mean, the bad thing was he was a pretty good kicker before, before that. Yeah. Would you, would you hunt before with Aaron? Ro- would you invite Aaron Rodgers to your blind? Uh, you know you would. He ain't a hunter though. He's not a manly man. He's a NorCal is he still guy. That, is he still dating that Olivia Munn? No, he's whatever? no, he's dating that uh, Danica Patrick, the, the chick that used to try to race NASCAR that wasn't a very good driver. Oh yeah, it, yeah. If he brings her, I, I'd invite him. <laughs> <laughs> she can drive the boat. Well, hey man, we sure yep. appreciate yeah. you. We sure appreciate you being on here. Uh, it's been a good podcast, and I I like to thank you for being on here. And God bless you, and I hope you have a great season this year. Good luck in that. When's the draw? When does the draw happen? Uh, last Sunday of July. It's coming up. Not too much longer. Yep. yep. I gotta get a bunch of food together and beer. Good luck for that, my man, and let us know how it turns out. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time to talk to you. Yes, you sir. Bet. Thank you. You See have a good ya. day. I would have mounted that old squall hen. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. I'm a, you know, you talked about the hot crop a minute ago. Uh, I don't I don't know much about the dynamics up there and how it all works, but I know that their window to plant corn is, is about over. And it's going to be that way everywhere. I mean, yeah. There's going to be a whole lot less corn. So if they don't get all these corn deals planted, they're still going to be hot cropping some milo and some millet and stuff, and they'll hold some birds, but it won't hold it like the corn does. You don't think so? No, not the numbers. They I don't, might find a different way that holds more birds. They could, but I think we're going to really see if we have a cold winter and they don't get to do a lot of hot cropping this year and the birds still don't migrate. I want to see what the answer is going to be there. If everything plays out and it's a mild or, you know, if it is a cold winter or mild, whatever. I mean, if if the corn's not planted and there's not as much um, of these places that are flooding corn or whatever – there's gonna be a lot of a lot of questions are gonna be answered this year, I think. Well, the whole northeast corner of Oklahoma is underwater right now. Yep. And it's May. It's almost June first. Yep. And it's raining. They got a bad storm right now outside Oklahoma City. I just saw on the radar. And those storm. And tomorrow afternoon it's supposed to be big rains again. So that area up there, southeast Kansas, there's not gonna be a lot of corn this year right now. I mean, my aunt and uncle, where they live out in southeast Kansas, it's raining cats and dogs too. Great Bend, Kansas has got big rains right now. I know the that. only thing that could that could screw this whole thing up is if there is a bad winter, 
and they don't have, say they don't get the corn flooded, say that's out of the picture, to the extent that it was last year, and then we get a cold winter, and the birds do push, just because of weather, the guys on the other side in Louisiana oh. are going to say, well, see? You got a point. So that that could fuck, if, if, if the birds do show up, if it's a bad, bad winter, and the birds do show up in Louisiana and all these other places that are complaining about hot cropping, and these cornfields are not flooded, it's going to... Uh, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. What what about this scenario here now? We we get a lot less corn in areas. We have a huge push of a huge winter. Some new areas that did get corn are holding a lot more birds on, and it's a good hatch. Are all those young birds going to imprint to go in that area as their new nesting ground or their new wintering grounds? No. You don't think so? No. You think they'll revert back to the old ways as soon as it goes? I believe so. I don't know about that. I believe we our area is prime example of that. Our area, though, picked up geese all one year because it was a hard, hard, hard winter, and then after that we had a bunch of geese. We used to not have geese till then, so there's two sides to that. The, We're still the, not holding the Canada geese we used to. But they're slowly starting to yes. come back. But how many of them are just birds or new birds that are coming in with these older birds? That's what I'm saying. I don't, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting year regardless. But the, fed, the, the feds are going to have a whole lot more data that's going to be completely different than data they've had before because there are some places right now that are in nebraska along the missouri river they're not going to have anything planted right i mean that's just it's the bottom line to it and these guys got these and here's another op things gonna happen there's guys that pay into these hunt clubs and they have to pay the money now or if they've had to pay in the last month and they're paying twenty twenty five thousand dollars a piece for some of these exclusive places and they're like well fuck i ain't paying that much they're gonna. They're not gonna do it. Then the next year they're gonna get bumped somewhere. There's gonna be some. A lot of them old boys are gonna be changing clubs. I bet you. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting year. It's gonna Mother be- Nature is on the rag. Blake was texting me today, and that. Well, let's tell you. It's it's everywhere. I mean, the whole Midwest. I mean, the guy I talked to Chris Middleton today in Ohio. You know, they're wet. He told me they haven't gotten any of their corn in this year, and he don't think they're going to. And and he said it's a hunting's hard enough in Ohio public land hunting. He said, damn sure yeah. gonna be tough this year. So. Not too much longer. We're going to have answers to a lot of questions. All right. Next week, folks, we're going to have a podcast with Charles Beatty, the Prince of the Poachers. He's got a book out. It'll be an interesting podcast. It's going to be controversial. A lot of people are going to be raising hell, but it's going to be a good story. And we're going to talk to the guy, and we're going to find out what's going on. It's a, it's a real hot topic sometimes. A brand-new book coming out he's got, but he's an interesting guy. Didn't say he was perfectly legal and an angel. I just said he's an interesting person. And we will be talking to him next week. P. Porter 10, make sure you get a hold of Jeff or myself. You won the redrawing for the dove hunt. Then nobody wants to win, I guess. I guess. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. Have a great weekend. (laughs) 